Why'd you try getting jacked off the table in front of the whole family? <laughs> Jackass! Jackass. <laughs> what were they like when they go for speed or for cup? What'd you do with them, huh? Play the motorboat? Play the motorboat? <laughs> you old motorboat son of a bitch! You old you sailor, sailor, you! <laughs> Welcome to episode 19 idiot. of the Ian Prendergast, another sports podcast. I'm joined as always by Fabian Guadagnolo. And Tim Davis. Always a pleasure, Sean. Thank you. I'm happy with that. That's the first time in about three weeks I've done the, the intros. It's a good start. Yeah. And as always, we're brought to you by MGA Traffic. They demand an apology from Chair Umpire Ramos. Like Ooh. it. Like it. Ooh. Are we, are we not... Do we leap straight into Mark Knight? Uh, that's where we're going to start. Oh, we're not going to. She, if we go straight to that, Kelly literally will. Actually, you know what I do want to say? Sorry, we, we, we'll, sorry, Kel. Sorry, Kel. We, we can. We can. She'll pull the pin. She's gone. You've stay got with us, Kel. Stay with us. We're going to detour. We can detour. We'll, we'll, we'll tail back around. I just want to uh, make a shout out. Shout out. <laughs> shout out to Robert. Shout out to uh, to the uh, dearly departed Bert Reynolds. Bert. Bert's no longer Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Yeah. Longest Yard. Cannibal Run. It was good in the Longest Yard. Both of them. Uh, oh yeah, the, oh the oh, um, yeah, yeah. with uh, <laughs> which one are you talking about? Both of them, both of them. Now, which one are you talking? I'd about, forgotten Fabian? about the one with Nelly and um, yeah, the remake. Yeah, and uh, Al- Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, yeah, yeah. Um, this is one thing you need to go and seek out if you haven't. Uh, there's a rule. I don't know who it was. I think it might have been Simon Pegg um, coined this rule in cinema where if you're making a comedy, um, never place outtakes in the credits. Why? So Simon Pegg's attitude was you should never put outtakes in the credits because it means you've got no faith that your film is funny. So the idea is that you've just sat through 90 minutes, 100 minutes of a comedy. And just in case you didn't laugh. And just in case you didn't think it was funny, here are some fucking outtakes. But I like all... I love... But his attitude, he said, the one caveat to that, there is one exception, and that is Cannonball Run. <laughs> is that the slapping? Oh, it's brilliant. But they so just, good. just the guy keeps getting slapped. Yeah, Dom DeLuise. And they just they can't stop laughing. Dom, like, Dom DeLuise's son, fun fact, was uh, the bad guy in Encino Man. Shush! Remember him? Encino Man. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser is like some Paul sort Shell. of... with Alicia Silverstone. No. What? No, Alicia Oh, Silverstone. I'm thinking uh, Blast from the Past. Yes, yeah. that's Brendan Fraser as well. Yeah. That's when he's in a bomb shelter. Christopher Walken's his old de- man. Speaking of Brendan Fraser, I'll just go for a trifecta. Bedazzled. Bed- oh, what a movie. Yeah. Oh, come on, Sean. It's not great. Soon you're going to tell me that Liz Hurley looks like the, the man. The red dress. She's phenomenal in wow. that. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. It's what? almost Halle Berry style with the orange dress where she's hitting the golf ball in... Uh, Swordfish. 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 Good movie. Is it? Oh, you like some dog shit movies, but the good ones you don't like. Like, you wouldn't like National Treasure. I don't mind National Treasure. Great. Oh, well, that was a bad example. Yeah, I, I, I love a movie with a link, with a clue and a link, and you can kind he's of see fucking, how good where is we're he going next. Seriously. He's, he'll, be, he'll be standing there, and he'll just be... I like don't know what movie you're talking about. National Treasure. Yeah. And he'll just be fucking plucking facts, and, oh, we've got to go here, we've got the Resolute Desk, and we've got to go to the White House, we've got to go... There's a sister desk in Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Edouard Laboule, is that him? Laboule. Yeah. Laboule. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good movie. I love it. They still want to make a third one, but uh, is there a second one? Yeah, shit. Yeah, no, there's um, 
Bruce Greenwood plays the president. Who's Bruce Greenwood? Oh, you've seen him in every. <laughs> Sounds like he was a pro, you know <laughs> the midfielder for the, Collingwood. Well, the principal of some high school. Mate, you've seen Bruce Greenwood in. You would have seen Bruce Greenwood. Bruce in, Greenwood uh, is Ashley Judd's husband in that great movie. Oh, yeah, I can't even Double think Jeopardy. Of, Double Jeopardy. Love that movie. And continue on our theme because we, we're not sexist on this podcast. He's also from, uh, Captain Christopher Pike. Pike in uh, Star Trek. No one cares. Yeah, no Star Trek. We're man. gonna. We don't ever. Def- 90s Ashley Judd. I was going down, down, going down that route, and you stole my thunder. Anyway, you can double back it took, around. It took, if you it took want. my moment. But how good is Ashley Judd in that? Oh, she's awesome. awesome. Oh. Yeah, she would have been. She was Angelina hottest, Jolie before Angelina Jolie. She was hottest, Jolie. hottest actress on the planet for about five seconds. No, she did a movie with Sandy B. No, who, who's the um... Sandy B? Would have been competition there for a while. The guy who who's, plays the twin with Matt Damon. I know I'm giving you nothing. But uh, Jude Kinnear. Law. Yeah, Greg Kinnear. Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. Stuck oh. on you. No, no, no. She was in a movie with Greg Kinnear. Yep. She's pretty good in that too. I can't remember the name of yep. it. Obviously, it was a terrific film. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm saying she was good in it. But anyway... Just, Vi- visually, at least. I just sort of, in the aftermath of... of uh, Bert, this is a weird story to tell, but we'll tell it anyway. So, Burt Reynolds dies. And um, Norm Macdonald, who used to do a Burt Reynolds, you know, Reynolds impression on uh, Saturday Night Live, yep. it was not a great impression. But it it's was one of Adam Sandler's mates, isn't he? He's in all Norm, the... yeah. yeah. But it was it was funny because it was sort of wasn't great, but it sort of worked when it shouldn't. Have. It was quite good. Um, he someone asked him, "Oh, do you ever meet Burt Reynolds?" He goes, "Yeah, he's a really nice guy. He's got some great stories." And he told this told Norm a story about when he was filming Deliverance, which was just brilliant. It just sums up like the guy, the industry. So. There's a scene in Deliverance where his character is like flung or th- he jumps off a waterfall to escape the hillbillies. Yep. Um, who have you remember the Carlton? Meme? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> they did. The, someone did the dueling banjos, but they cut Carlton players' heads onto all the hillbillies. It's fucking amazing. It was Brett Ratton and it was uh, uh, Mitch Robinson, Cruz, Juddy, um, uh, old, old mates, misses. Who? Old mates, misses. <laughs> um. Who's the bloke who used to live at Raheen, the bloke with all the money? Yeah, Jeannie. Jeannie, was Jeannie, Jeannie Pratt in it? She cut it together. No, she was... Yeah. <laughs> no, she's in the video yeah, too, she pops up. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's several years YouTube old now, it. but it's pretty YouTube Oh, it. mate, you used to live at Raheen. <laughs> well, I, I was searching. I was going to the filing cabinet. It came out eventually. So there's a bit where... You know they cut the grass at Raheen every morning? Sorry, Sean. No, that's the root. Okay. Well, okay. When you got like, that much money, you can. Figuratively. No, there's always a gardener doing the, doing the grass at the front, the nature strip. What about the pool cleaner? Where is he? He's come to clean the pool. Um, but the, so Bert Reynolds tells this story about how I'm jumping off the waterfall and I'm escaping the hillbillies and John Frankenheimer, the director, is like setting it up and he goes, okay, we're going to get the double. Double's going to jump off the waterfall. And Bert Reynolds, who used to be a stuntman, is like, I'll do it. And Frankenheimer's like, no, no, no. We're going we're to use a dummy or a stuntman. We're going to just film a wide shot, done. And Bert Reynolds was like, no, 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 no. He goes, I'm doing it. I, used, I can do this. So this went on for a while to the point where they went, fucking we'll just shut him up, he can do it. We'll let Burt Reynolds do it. <laughs> so Burt Reynolds does, he jumps off the thing, he jumps down, he almost like fucking smashes his head on a rock, <laughs> he almost breaks his arm, the current's ripping his clothes off and takes him downstream. He wakes up in a coma in the hospital <laughs> like a day later. And apparently he goes, he woke up and he goes to John Frankenheimer, he goes, oh, you see the dailies, what does it look like? Does it look good? And Frankenheimer just responds in the most deadpan. He goes, yeah, it looked like we threw a dummy off the fucking waterfall. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just classic. Classic Burt. Classic Burt Reynolds. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Burt. 
Didn't want to tangle around. Oh, no, I'm saying. We generally go movies and stuff. I went and saw Crazy Asian Big Fat Greek Wedding. Crazy Rich Asians last night. How was Did you stay awake? My wife called it Crazy Fucking Asians. I said, no, I think it's called Crazy Rich I can imagine Kelly saying that, like, not sure of it as well. Yeah, no, she's like, oh, it's a crazy fucking Asians. Crazy fucking Asians or something. But, um, we went to gold class. She didn't look at the listings and say, hey, Fabian, you want to go see Crazy Fucking Asians tonight? It was like, <laughs> Crazy Fucking Asians? It was between that, when I said, we should go to the cinemas, I was in the shower, she's in, on, like on the bed, and she's like, oh, she starts looking up the movies. She has Mile 22, and I said, that's the movie I want to watch. It's not out yet, is it? Yeah, it is. Is it? And she goes, no. Oh. <laughs> We're watching Crazy Rich Asians. Oh. So, but it was good. Did you stay awake? Yeah, no. That's the first film. That's yeah. the first film you would have stayed awake in the cinema for years. Is Crazy Rich Asians a waste of gold class though? I reckon it is. Like to me, on principle, I try and get an a, a movie that goes for like three hours. So I'm not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> once, but I when a time, I, once I put a time in the in, in America, <laughs> Titanic, <laughs> the Sergio Leone five hour cut. <laughs> but but you just sort of think I want to get my money's worth at gold class. So what was the runtime? Gold one ten class. Was a runtime. I didn't, didn't feel that long. Like yeah. that's me, like a hundred minutes. Yeah, maybe a little bit longer. Food was evenly spaced. I still remember I went to had gold the mini class. burgers. Have you ever had the um, the little arancini balls? Arancini. Yeah. I went to school with a bloke called Arancini. Aaron. What colour was he? Chini. <laughs> arancini. Is he related to Kyle Chini? Arancini. No, Arancini. Come on, Timbo. You're better. You're good at Italian. So I will come down hard on you on that. Well, Arancini it, is not a word. Doesn't it mean orange? Arancini. <laughs> what does it mean? Arancini just sounds like a bloke's name called Aaron with the surname well, Chini. He, like Kyle to, Chini's brother. How's he meant to say it? That's what I just said. <laughs> did you? Yes. You did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in Adelaide. <laughs> but That's no, right. no, I, I, we got an Arancini ball. Arancini. Oh, well, I've got a fucking ball, all right. <laughs> and... And they bring it out like 30 minutes into the movie and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And I bite into it and it's frozen in the middle. Not good. No, not good. Did you send it back? Oh, I didn't eat it. What was the movie? It's a bloody good question. It might have been Salt. Oh, Again, yeah. one of my favourite movies. And I am. Really? I really? Am. I haven't seen it. That's with Angelina Jolie. Yeah. She doesn't know the who one she is, sheet she's looks a sleeper. Good. She's a sleeper agent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Russian sleeper agent. They who's tried a to double obs- agent, but not an agent. They tried to obscure that in the marketing, and everyone was like, yeah, she's a double agent. And they're like, no, no, she's not. And then the people saw it and went, yeah, she fucking is. Yeah. You fucking lied to me. Haven't seen it. See it. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't rush out. It's not a great movie. And he's pretty much given away the plot already, yeah. but it's it's worth looking at. It's a fucking like a nine year old. movie. Tell us how seven ends, just in case anyone hasn't seen it. <laughs> when his head's in a box. Yeah, so no, great thought, great like, movie though. Yeah, Seven's seven. a brilliant movie. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it's better than Salt. Yeah, it's better than Salt. I agree <laughs> with that. Oh, seven, definitely better than Salt. Yeah. And I haven't even seen Salt. But one of the great villains of all time in Salt. So, oh, no, seven, <laughs> seven. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. John Doe. Yeah. Sensational. It is great. It's yeah. Unfortunately, what Kevin was doing off screens yeah, less yeah. celebrated. It may have, may have sullied his career. Yeah, somewhat. Kaiser Sose. Yeah. He's, he's Kaiser Sose, isn't he? Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That was another good one. Um, we're going to start the sport talk oh. at. Uh, How long was that, Sean? Give us the time. 11 minutes. Hopefully, we kept Cal for 11 minutes. <laughs> yeah. um, Serena Williams' antics on uh, Arthur Ashe. 
Arthur Ashe. Can we just... Uh, I, I want to draw a line under this and just say... Cut stick, she, mate. She Don't. can be both one of the greatest, if not the greatest tennis player, female tennis player of all time. She's the greatest female tennis player Oh, she player is. Of all time. That's what I mean. She well, can be, Steffi was pretty good, Steffi but no, I think she's good. got her covered. Arantxa yeah. sanchez Vicario. Um Mary Pierce. Monica Stelish. My dad... Like my dad's generation, they love people. Mary Pierce must have been like a hot woman for the older the older men. Like we were of the age of like. Don't Mary see Pier- it yet. Mary Pierce isn't really doing it for me, but Mary Pierce, Gabriella Sabatini, or I should say Gabriella Sabatini for you blokes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, people like my, my dad's generation, like they were like good looking women. Oh, she was Gabriella was a absolute. She had hair. It's a lot of hair. But she was just had a sexy smile. Oh, we'll sexy look, smile! Look this up oh. to confirm or deny. Yeah, and when she got sweaty too. Wow! Oh, well, wow! That's the Anna Kournikova thing. I always thought Anna Kournikova looks better sweaty. on the court, sweaty. I agree. Than she does when she's doled up. Like she actually looks better just yeah, taken down. Couldn't agree more. Or natural. Oh, natural. Mm. Um, Ow. She can be. She can be <laughs> what. I said that deliberately for no, him. No, he's the all. Was that? I that, deliberately was that a tiger roar. Or did you just go? Wow. He said, "Oh, no, he said our natural." I <laughs> said that deliberately for you. Why? Because I thought you were going to pull me up on it. <laughs> well, you didn't. He did. Our natural is not Italian, though. Oh, no, but oh, I thought you please. were going to come or whatever. Yeah, not, not as Gabriella Sabatini either. <laughs> Gabriella Sabatini is uh, she's an Argentine. She's you? Argentine. Yeah. She, Serena, can be. The greatest female tennis player of all time. Yep, yep. One of the great, whatever. And a horrifically bad loser. As oh, bad as oh. I've seen. She can be both. Can it's I, not one or the other. And she will. She's yeah. not one or the other. She can be yeah. both. We can say, fuck, she's amazing. But gee, she's a shocking loser. I just don't know how people are defending oh. her. Because like, she's a woman and she's black. And that's the thing. Mm. And it's just like, okay, it'll be something we can jump on here and get ourselves heard and get you know, at, at one retweets point, and all the other bullshit. At, the people are seeking. The people seek gratification from... Other dickheads on social media. At now, one point, I was watching it and I thought, is she is she trying to return a shirt to Target without a receipt? <laughs> or is she... Because she just... I'm a mother. Pe- I've never done... So I was thinking... She went she went so big that there was nowhere else to go. Pete said one good thing. He goes, maybe the ref could have gone... He did. Serena, I don't want to take a porn off. You just cut it out. That's not... He, don't, he shouldn't have to say that. I understand that, but... Given the moment, he could have. I'm not saying it was his responsibility to. He's done nothing wrong. Nah. Yes, he's been made out to be some sort of. Because if you have a go at a woman, you're a sexist. If you have a go at, so you're, you're a racist. If you have a go, Look, it's just fucking tiring. Patrick McEnroe. Well, there's a couple of things with the McEnroes. One was the Campbell, Campbell Brown. Brown. Campbell Brown. Oh Brown's my god, was, was the funniest was thing good. ever. Where he said, um, uh, "All this issues. time, John McEnroe was just standing up for men's rights." <laughs> <laughs> it was, I like that. But Patrick McEnroe on USA TV. It's basically said, no one's disputing that she's the greatest of all no. time. No one, but, you know, Rafa Nadal gets points for coaching or abusive rackets or whatever. You know, when he gets warnings... He takes them. He gets, yeah, he gets shitty about it. He just but he goes on it. and wins the next six games. Yeah. And that's where he takes... Yep. Whereas... What's been lost, she was getting her ass handed to that's it. That's the... Yeah. I said it to you and I... She was getting it killed. Was, it was pure gamesmanship. She was getting killed. Last yep. week, you came out with a great analogy that, you know, when you compared yourself with... Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've done a similar thing this week where I've said... You did, actually. Serena Williams is a bit like me. I, no, no, she's not like me. I can understand. She's like me in the sense that I've got white lion fever. And she's got it too. Yep. I do not care how she behaved on court. That's your title, by the way. 
I'm a little bit like Serena Williams. <laughs> Probably got the same size titties. <laughs> that's that's more of a go at myself. Um, no, the she's she gets white line fever like I do, right? And obviously you get the white line fever too. Well, absolutely. Now, so anything she did on the court, even the request for an apology, the tantrums, no, everything, crazy. I don't have an issue with. I do. What she's done. Afterward, trying to defend it. Yeah, that, it that, is, that's the hardest right? thing. Yeah, she, to stomach she did for me. all right. She did all right on the podium. All right. Yeah, yeah. Post match and in the days following, the horrible, WTA, horrible. the WTA is like there. She's got it wrapped around her little finger. Yeah. Their press release. What's now? She's. It's beautiful. It's actually beautiful work because now the problem isn't her behaviour. Now the problems. It's everyone else. Yeah. It's Mark Knight's cartoon. Mm. Oh, it's racism. It's yeah, the chair umpire. It's sexism. It's like no, that, that's it. People no. want to, but people want to use this angle for no, their own benefit too. Yeah. Nike, don't get it. Look, Serena Williams, from a tennis perspective, we do not discriminate a race, color, religion, anything on this podcast. We never have, never will. But don't tell me Nike aren't wrapped as Serena Williams is black, because it's good for them. It helps them because tennis is getting going out to the whites in America. Australia runs very differently. Here we're pretty much equal opportunity. I know we got out issues with certain cultures in this country. But over there, the blacks are very... Even as th- recently as 30 years ago, it's very country club. Yeah. Very, you yeah. know. And, yeah. And, and, and there wasn't high levels of participation from African-American Yeah, And, and that was Tiger so Woods fact, in golf yeah, was, was exactly unbelievable. Right. I'm not saying Tiger Woods should go down as one of the greats of all time. I'm saying people like Nike are wrapped, the media are wrapped that he is black because it helps bigger. them. Makes mm. the market bigger. It introduces golf, a predominantly white sport, to a new demographic. To a new demographic. Yep. Yep. It they does. Are, in the same way, they are using her and her outburst as she, like Billie Jean King. What a moron oh, she's been. Shit. Oh, totally. Right. Hell. Just accept, like, yeah. Just... just using, oh, she's sticking up for. No one's sticking no, up for not. anything about women because the girl on the other side of the court beat her and was better. And is than a woman. Her. Yeah. Yep. Who's black and Asian. She ticks off more boxes than bloody <laughs> Serena more, does. More of a minority. Yeah. yeah, and she, and she like, was unbelievable. She was terrific. Let's stop. Let's and, and the whole comment that the whole saga robbed that kid of her moment in the sun when yeah. she was grappling. She was grappling with the fact that I have to beat my hero, yeah. and 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 almost in a way didn't want to yeah. because it, it sullies her hero's name, and it's sort of like, I mean, that's. Gee, Serena Williams would would steamroll anybody to get what she needed in life, and that's what she was trying to do on and court. And I don't care if she does that on court. Like Absolutely, it's, got it, it's part fever. of the persona. If it gets you, like she's a competitor. She's a, she's one of the greatest competitors I've ever seen. But when when things go awry, uh, she can throw a tanty like very very few others. And yeah. uh, and look, I love Serena Williams. I, I, I think I think she's an ornament to her sport. I think she's been amazing. I think she's changed the game. She's played oh, the sport. Without a doubt. She's added a I'm power, not gonna, I'm a power not going to, skill. I'm to, not going to, to degrade her by saying that she plays it like a man, but she plays it with more power than any other female tennis player ever has or ever will, I reckon. But then you look at Sam Stoes. I mean, Sam Stoes is physical, and she, she used her, her strength and athleticism Sam to Sam Stoes doesn't have the mental yeah, fortitude she, that Serena yeah, has. Yeah, and look, Martina Hingis is, is the absolute antithesis of... Both of that, and she is, she was a fantastic Beautiful tennis player. player. Yeah, she, she she's she, more like she was like Bjorn Borg she's as more a, like a male tennis player. She's yeah. more like a Roger, where Roger's in an era where yeah. everyone's gone back of the baseline, smacking everything down the line, run after it. It's a war of attrition. Yep. 
And it took Roger a while to get to grips with that. Yep. Because Roger just wants to play single-handed backhand. He's an artist. That's right. He's an artist. Yep. Yep. It's a beautiful one at that. Um, I will say one thing. I'm going to be very disappointed if... uh, Do you remember a couple when Christian Bale had his meltdown on the set of Terminator Salvation? I don't. You don't. You would remember that when he was saying, like, you know, stop fucking with the lights. The director of photography was in the background and he was, like, moving lights. And he was in Bale's uh, sight lines and he basically just had a meltdown to end all meltdowns. And um, somebody from the production leaked it because obviously he's mic'd up during the scene. So someone leaked him, like, oh, to be honest with you, you listen to it and you're thinking, he's totally justified. Go, this is the guy that's getting paid 10 million bucks to do this movie. Yep. And they're going to sell the movie on the fact that he's in it. Yep. And he's trying to do this scene, and out of the corner of his eye, the fucking director of photography is dicking around in the background. He's going, What are you doing? You fuck it. Like, are you. So we got to agitate. He had a meltdown. Anyway, they um, some some DJ remixed his meltdown into like a hard dance song. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. So if they don't do one for Serena Williams, being like, I'm a mother, you know, I, I'm not a cheat. Well, we're you're not a thief. If someone doesn't remix that, I'm going to be devastated. We were going to. Tim wanted to open the show on this. Kelly Ooh. would have killed us. Oh, but dear. the whole Mark Knight thing. Oh, fucking! It's a cartoon. It's a caricature mm. of which caricature, caricatures are. And I understand, like historical racism. It was, in especially you know with the whole blackface things. It was the accentuated features that yep. represented black people. Yep. But caricature is every feature for every caricature, black, white, yellow, green, purple, uh, is accentuated features. It's Absolutely. Thing where you can't, you, you you've got big ears, you're going to have Tony Abbott's ears. Yeah. You depict <laughs> Serena Williams in his head in caricatures. You depict Serena Williams in anything other than a flattering light, and somebody will say, it's racism. Go, yeah. No, it's not. Do you remember the, the caricatures point. of Joan Kerner? Like, she used to cop it. Yeah. What about right? Bart Cummings? When Bart Cummings has a caricature, massive on him. eyebrows. Correct. Exactly yeah. right. Johnny Howard, same thing. Absolutely. Probably the same caricature. <laughs> same template. But And that's the thing. Like You, you, you see you what you want to see, though. That's exactly right. And, and, and mind you, that's art. Art, art and interpretation is... Unfortunately, we've, we've, we've got a divide here in ideological and in politics in general that is just... I said to Fab off pod a little bit earlier, and it's on both sides of it, no matter what the issue is, you get, you get extremes on either side of the debate, where it's actually bordering on a mental illness. This this need for it to be outraged, this need mm. to be as a society, oh, I think we have this you know, need wow. to be consi- you know constantly outraged. No one's about actually, everything, and no one's outraged anymore. This is I don't know if it's de- deliberate misdirection or if it's just the way it's worked out. No one's outraged anymore that at a tantrum, which is wrong. No one cares, which is wrong because that, that is the issue. She accused mm. a guy her of poor being sportsmanship. But that's is the why issue, and it's, when she and, abused the umpire, and that's when that was the final warning. And the whole thing that they're trying to say. So now if women, like women, young girls go out on the weekend to play tennis and start abusing umpires, well, Serena Williams doesn't. Yeah, condoned. Oh, man. But they won't focus on that in the media because mm-hmm. it doesn't help the narrative that, that yep. they're trying to... Um, Speaking of narratives, I've got no issue with this. We're going to change lanes a little bit. Um, the Nike ad, which has got a lot of press, doesn't do it for me. I haven't seen the whole thing. Is this with the skateboard going yeah. down? And Colin Kaepernick's obviously the Kaepernick. I don't give a shit. Colin Kaepernick's in it, or they're pushing a political agenda. I don't like. I don't care about that. I watch the ad and think it's not actually a good ad. It's not actually a good ad. Hmm. They're just selling the same shit they always sell. It's. I said to Fab once again. I said to Fab off pod. I save all my best stuff for off pod. <laughs> um, in general, but it's it's what I call Winnie the Pooh marketing. It's this that classic Winnie the Pooh line that J uh, A A Milne wrote, where it was. Um, you're braver than you believe, stronger than you think, you know, yep. whatever. 
it's just this line, this mantra again, and you're like, you know, keep going. Why not? Why settle for first? It's like, well, okay. Yeah, just, and, and and that's mar- marketing oh, cliche. And everyone and watches it. And yeah. You know, they're going, oh, how good is this? This is amazing. You want to see a good Nike ad? Watch the Londoner ad that Nike did earlier this year. If you want to see a good ad that Nike have done, Nike the Londoner ad. I'll have to check it out. It's fantastic. You watch it and you're like, yeah, that is good. Yeah, we'll, we'll, awesome. we'll, we'll post it. No, yeah. we won't. But ultimately, all they're trying to do is, they're, is they're trying to align themselves with a hero yeah. and, and, and having somebody that you can look at and look up to you, and respect. You and are a, yeah, you're a 49ers fan. I'm a 49ers fan. fan now, so. you can confirm or deny this. I have said many, many times before, I am not an NFL fan. I know very little about it. I told you you should get into this season. You told me to fuck off. I did say that. Yeah, I said I'm not doing that. But... Colin Kaepernick had a fantastic one of his years. He's brilliant. Yeah, we made a Super Bowl. Should have won. And then the reason the reason he wasn't played wasn't because he was kneeling or wasn't because of any political thing. It's because he was actually a liability. Well, he was out of form. He was and, out of form. And as it's it's the old sort of thing, your the Forty ers couldn't win games of football with him at quarterback anymore. They became predictable, which is why he wasn't playing. They became predictable because their strength was their unpredictability mm. with him under center, and they would normally. The reality was he he rarely played. Under center, he, he would play in the shotgun where he stands four or five meters back from the offensive line. It's a longer snap to him. And what Colin Kaepernick is, is a phenomenal athlete who is more dangerous. Very rangy, wasn't yeah. he? Very like. Re- once very he got wiry. out in the open field and he was running. It's like a gazelle. Yeah, others just couldn't catch him. And, and, and he played like Cam without the body mass. That's exactly right. Cam Newton at mm. Carolina Panthers. So he. Um, and it was interesting. He came in. We were a good side, but he came in. We had Alex Smith as our quarterback. He was a former number one draft pick. And he was doing the job without being stellar. Mm-hmm. And then he got injured one week. They brought Colin Kaepernick in. Colin Kaepernick had been a second-round draft pick. They'd spent plenty to get him. They knew what they had. And as you said, he was the running, rangy player. He wasn't a great thrower, but he was a, he was an absolute elite athlete. And he came into a side that, as we said, ultimately ended up playing off in a court uh, in a Super Bowl. So he could they could play. Mm. He's managed the team brilliantly. He was a real wild card on the ground, and he got it done. Mm. But when you stripped it all back, and really good defensive coordinators could say, "How do we stop Colin Kaepernick?" Well, the answer was, "Don't let him run." They sort of figured him out. You got to either make him throw it or tackle him and try and hurt him. And and basically, once it got back to that, they forced him to throw. He wasn't a great quarterback. He didn't read the game as well as the great quarterbacks. He turned the ball over, and you don't win when you don't have the footy. And that's the thing when you watch him in this ad, and you think, I get why they're using him, and it's clever to target a younger demographic because that's that's who I buy th- their I, stuff. I, I get it, totally get it. And this growing swell against the president, and he stands against that. And I I understand why a company like Nike would align themselves with Colin Kaepernick, and I've got no fucking problem with it. I don't mm. care. But I just like that. Further, what you kind of touched on earlier, Fab, is people want to make so much more out of this than the ad deserves. Mm. You watch it and go, mate, this is the same shit Nike's been selling for fucking forever. You know, well, I think well, don't, part run, of the comment, don't run as fast as you can, run faster. Yeah. I don't think, like, I don't think, it's hard to tell whether he's lost his position because... He'd already lost it. Oh, no, he lost his position. Yeah, but, but they're I, saying, I, is he good enough to be a backup quarterback for an... Any one of the 32 teams. My biggest issue last year was when uh, Aaron Rodgers went down and they had a good team and they needed a decent quarterback just to be able to manage them and he was there and he was available and Blind Freddy says, stick this bloke in. Now, the only reason you wouldn't... Baggage. Well, no, I'd say the only reason you don't is you're replacing one of the best arms and throwing quarterbacks of all time with a bloke that plays a different brand of football. Yeah. 
And if and, anything, and, put and in maybe another, it was too disruptive. Someone is probably not even as accurate, but at least it's the same style. The game plan doesn't change too much. Yep. But at the end of the day, when you thought you're in a really good position, you just need to pick up a guy that can get the job done. Why aren't you looking at this guy? And 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 a shitty young, ordinary team that has not enough people coming to their games of footy. Put him in. Put him in. I think that's a good segue into sort of NFL in general. Yep. Week one. Yep. Good start to the season. Fantastic. I didn't see any of it. Um. Well, I'll indulge. My Eagles got off to a good start, so um, it was very tight defensive game. Which last two games we played against the Falcons have been defensive struggles, which is weird, given that we're two high-powered offenses generally. Yep. So, um, but there was a more than a few uh, interesting uh, results. Um, the uh, how did Ahmed Foley's Detroit Lions go? They were horrific. Shit. Rui Patricio. I was Rui. hoping this would be their year. Rui Patricio, who I now, from last week, couldn't think of his name. Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. Hence the yeah. Rui Patricio. Uh, Shout out to Alex. Shout out to Alex. Texas, if you're listening, Alex. Um, which he has. He has listened. Love it. A full week late. Love it. Yeah. Um, they were horrific, the Lions. Um, now, the Jets... I don't know if you saw any of it, Sean, but Didn't see a Sam Donald's first any play of any Sam match. Donald's debut. First throw. First throw, he rolls out of the pocket. Now, they're all saying it's not his fault. So he rolls out of the pocket, whilst in motion, throws across his body from the right side of the field to the left side. Which cardinal sin? You don't do that this. That sounds like the it's amateur... Like kick, it's you like get kicking hit. across goal. That yeah. sounds like the amateur gridiron that you see played in Melbourne. Yes. Yeah, when everyone yes. just runs out of the pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they don't... That, I'm not going to stay in here and get smashed. It's weird. <laughs> um, and it's a pick six, which so that, they run it through for a touchdown. I am familiar with what a pick six is. Six um, he then dusts himself off to have a very, very, very good game. Mm-hmm. He looked so, good. But everyone's looked blaming good. him. Oh, yeah, no, it was on him. And how good is it that he's dusted himself off and come back? I'm in agreement with that. Yep. But he didn't call that play. You know what you do for a bloke who's a rookie and it's his first mm-hmm. play? You run the football. Yeah, you do. Not, no, who fucking a... cares? You've got to fucking throw the football eventually. Yeah, very first play of your very first uh, game. You've got to throw it eventually. So who cares Detroit, if it's the first one? And especially Pete, we're in the office. Is that like, are you one of those guys baseball never swing at the first pitch? Even yeah, if never. it's right in the fucking sweet never. spot. It's, it's, a, it's a game of percentages, Sean. I, I was one of Victoria's best rounders players when I was going through primary school. We ended up winning a silver medal at the state championships. Never, ever swung at the first ball. But in rounders, yeah. with the little cricket bat... Yeah, I but never swung. Look- I never swung at the first pitch in T-ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Lions look like oh, great start. Patricia's defense have already got six points on the board, and then from there it was an absolute train wreck. Yep, pick after pick, he got smashed three or four times. Matt Stafford. Yep, yep, and they looked for every bit as good as the Jets looked. I so, say, however good the Jets looked. That was horrible English, what I just produced then. No, I, I, I know what you mean. We're with The you. lines were, were equally, equally and probably worse the other way. Yep. So that ends up being a 48 to 17 smashing. But it's one game. That, that That's the irony is it's one that. game and you can recover very quickly. You can, but it's one game that I reckon Sam Darnold and the Jets need. They get off yep. to another bad start and then it all starts to capitulate and then the message that you're trying to sell... It's like Carlton. If you're going to have a bad year, the year was it, two years ago when we were four and four. It boosts membership. It boosts morale. Yeah, you can go on a ten-game losing streak because guess what? 
you got runs in the you got your credits in the bank. Yeah, runs on the board. Whereas this year when we were, how many did we lose before we won a game? Oh, Seven or eight, about yeah. eight or nine. Yeah. So it's it's one of them. But um, look, they're not as bad as the Bills. The Bills were horrible. Got smashed forty-seven to three by the Ravens. Well, wow. um, it's a big it was, loss. Uh, Peterman looks like the worst quarterback. Jay, Jay Peterman. Jay Peterman. Yeah. Nathan Peterman. I, I read a stat on him the other day. This guy, and I, I don't know enough of his background, but he's always been a he's always been a backup quarterback. Yeah. And he's Should now have been a backup water boy. Well, well he could be a backup quarterback again before too long. Well, that, well, he is now. He, he he got replaced by their first round draft pick that they took in his place, and the question was, would he start straight away? Josh Rosen. I did think. they get rid of Tyrod Taylor, or did I think they, they traded him? But I, but I'm I don't know where he got traded to, but the one comment they said is Nathan Peterman has never finished a game as starter, and he's played either seven games or nine games. So every game of footy, Sean, this dude has played. He's started. He's been given Drake. the 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 keys to the city and said, "Do your best, Nathan." And every single time they've had to they've had to drag that's, him because he's just not up to it. Extremely worrying statistic. That's shit house. Yeah. Now play the kid. Got thirteen Just seconds the of uh, thirteen seconds. So uh, no, no. Look, more. some other big results. Uh, the the bloody eyes had a good high bloody eyes and the Buccaneers get it uh, get it uh, Buccaneers the fucking ears. That's what uh, it sounds yeah, no, like. No, I just it? wasn't giving you anything. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, that's a massive game. The Saints dropping that is surprising. So that well, they was, did score forty though. They did score forty, but they conceded forty eight. Yeah, I know, I know. So that's huge. But um, if you can score forty, you're a chance of winning. The Browns got a, a result, even if it was a draw. Yep. It's probably more than they got all of last year. Yep. So, um, and the Niners played Minnesota, made a few mistakes along the way. Jimmy. Um, hey? Jimmy. Jimmy. Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy G. Um, first loss as a starter, uh, but playing up against probably a top four defense in the league, getting done by eight points was yep. the final margin, I think. Um, threw a pick six late in the game or third quarter, and it really sort of changed changed the um, the momentum of the game. But but they they acquitted themselves well. As we, you, you watch the game, and the one position they're really uh, battling in is running back. And as we said, the the guy that they paid to be the man um, did an ACL in the last play of preseason, and that shows that they they haven't worked out what Plan B is in behind him. But yeah. they got all season to do it. But a lot of everything else around them looks good. So. Defence looks really good. We'll finish off on these two points. And you spoke about the guy they paid to be the man. Well, the guy the Raiders didn't pay to be the man. Ooh, Khalil Mack. They missed him. And Mr. he was very Sonny good. Weaver Jr. That, that was uh, Vontae Mack. Yeah. But uh, Khalil Mack was very good. Very, very good. For Chicago, who eventually got overrun by a phenomenal Aaron Rodgers performance. As, as good as I've seen. The debate for who the best quarterback is is not even close. Well, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not, a, it's not debate. a debate now. After that game, it's not a you debate. You can't have one game no, no, no. change it so markedly. No, no, no. no it's, just it's, he reminded everybody reminded. that it, it doesn't matter. Like He's played the game injured and he's still gotten... He, he's still gotten a result when he probably wasn't entitled to. And I get this crap thrown at me by jerk-off Pat supporters. Shout-out to Alex. Shout-out to Alex. <laughs> that, oh, Brady had the sore hand. Um, I don't care even if it was his throwing arm. Being able to plant and pivot yep. with a busted leg is more critical than a cut on the hand. Was it busted? Oh, he had some damage to it, at least. <laughs> was it busted? <laughs> but um, so yeah, so Aaron Rodgers' performance of the of the round, 
for me, for mine. Oh, without doubt. But I will say this, I know it's only round one, but the Rams are the team to beat. I think they are stacked everywhere. I'm nervous after one round. This is just going to become the NFL. No, the Rams podcast. were a good team last year. Well, you, put, you the, pumped the, them up last week. You sort of said Jared Goff got going last season. Todd Gurley's arguably the most dy- dynamic player in the competition. They've got a great defence. The um, acquisitions of Donald and, and Dominican Sue. Uh, Was he the guy in Ballers? Yes, Sue Kassa. Yeah, Mikasa. Um, they are stacked in every position. They are. The Raiders came out firing, and it was a good first half, and then the Rams just Richmond-style flicked the switch. Yeah, flicked the switch. I couldn't live with them. That's it. They couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't they live could, with them after three quarters. No. Is that the segue? That's the stint to so, AFL, I believe. That's, um, um, we only went 17 minutes over on NFL. It's okay. <laughs> it's, we've, we've got the clock system, but it's we've Fabian also got the ability to press pause yeah. on the clock system. Fabian started that last five-minute rant with 14 seconds to go. No, it's NFL season. It was kickoff, so... Um, just giving it the uh, the attention it does it requires. Agreed. Because you're going to talk about cricket later. I'm not. I'm going to zone off. No, I'm not. Here you are. No, I'm Pete not. wants us to talk cricket. We can talk about cricket right now. Glenn Maxwell was not included in the 15 man touring squad to Dubai mm. for a two test series against Pakistan because um, he's unlocked. I was going to say. I was going to say. I was going to say Alan Langer, but it's Justin Langer. Alfie Langer. Uh, Alan Langer may not like him either. But uh, no, Justin Langer doesn't deem his first-class record to be impressive enough, which on paper I can understand. He averages 26 in tests. One of those innings was 104. So you take that out. I think he's had 14 test innings. 13 of them he averages 18. So, look, he's a great fielder. But who's been... And I don't give a shit about cricket. That'll become apparent, especially when we're in summer. Travis Head, I think, has got the gig ahead of him. Are are the players who have come in ahead of him better? Uh, I don't think they're worse. They're certainly not more talented. Yeah, I think... Are we in a full reset? Yeah. No, nah, it's not a reset because... No, Smith but the, the eyes are on Australian cricket this summer to see what you do when you've taken three, well, two seriously good players out and a Warner may a never come back. Warner probably won't come back. Who was Smith, the up-and-comer? Bancroft. Bancroft. Oh, he was the guy with the so It's when they sent the yeah, kid in. The, yeah, the, the, the yeah. most... Um, what do we always say? He was the most... Um, Pliable. Well, no, I was going to say he was Green. most expendable. Yes, He was absolutely. the most expendable, and David Warner said, do this, and when he got in trouble, it's sort of like, oh, think, sorry, champ. You know, I just... think Steve, Steve Smith will naturally return because um, he's the best batsman in the world. And he was so, contrite when he did it. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of stuff, so. so he'll come back. But look, yeah, Maxwell misses out. There's a couple of fresh faces. Uh, Labuskagni, or is, uh, surely it's Labuschagne. This is another one of you, on, you and me, Fab. <laughs> Gabriella Sabatini. What's his name? I'll look it up. Uh his name's Labushane. They they they're saying Labuskagni, and it's like clearly. So it's, it's like a lasagna it's, type it's thing. Like, they're doing a hard. It's G. like Kim Labois. It's Kim Labois. Kim Labois, the Frenchman. The Frenchman. Or Jordan de Goey. It's Jordan de Hoy. De Hoy. We know that from the old Chelsea guy. Ed de Hoy. Ed de Hoy. Learn how to fucking pronounce so your own guy's, names. What's this guy's name? I'll find it for you. Jimmy Lasagna. Is it Jimmy? Um, while you're tapping away on your little appliances Minus Labuskagni. Surely it's Labushane. Is it Marcus? Manus. 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 Manus, as in the island. As South in African. minus the A. Uh, sorry, minus the M. So South African born. So clearly there's some Afrikaans, some sort of whether it be Dutch or whatever. Yep. There's an, an European influence there. Um, I was just saying, while you're trying to work your pronunciation... Surely they say Labuschagne. It has to be Labuschagne. Marcus. Marcus. 
It's with a hard R. Manus. So it's not. It's not M anus. It's Manus. M anus. La- <laughs> Mister anus. <laughs> Manus Labuschagne. He'd have to be a proctologist. He'd have to be a proctologist, wouldn't he, Mister anus? I would hope so. It's last man. Bush. Yeah, it's Labuschagne. It has to be Labuschagne, but we're saying Labuschagne for some reason. Fucking Luddites. Bunch of idiots. Did we see the fifth test? England. Where England Hallister? played against India. India. Oh yeah, it was up for that one. Yeah. Alistair Cook's final game of cricket. Who? Alistair Cook's Alistair final Cook. test innings. Final test innings. What do you reckon he does? Yan can cook. Sorry. Um Yan can cook. So can you. Uh duck. Quite Incorrect. the opposite. Century. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. he's one of only four or five blokes to have scored a century in his first and last test. Unlike that hack bad. fraud. That we idolise in this country. Donald Brabant, who course. only needed to score four runs in his final innings, got a standing ovation, was in tears, couldn't see the ball that bowled him. I don't know if that man ever cried in his life. He may have one day. It may asshole. have been an excuse, but I still like the story. Um, but yeah, the, the peep, that, that's all you're getting, because basically, yeah, Glenn Maxwell, maybe he should have been in the team. I don't think anyone would have had an I issue. I think Pete tweeted he, you. He did. I knocked him down. He's, he wants to start a hashtag, Ask Sean. Oh, yeah? Ask me. Yeah, sure thing. Do it. Um, but, yes, that's cricket. Uh, we'll move on to uh, AFL now. AFL. AFL. AFL-M, of course. Uh, AFL-M. Be, yeah. Let's be correct yeah. here. Yeah, AFL-M. I just want to make sure everyone knows that we're talking about the men's competition, so we're going to call it AFL-M from now on. Yeah. And just make sure that everyone's across that because I think that's the only sensible thing to do in these highly politically charged <laughs> times that we find ourselves It'll in. give you nothing. <laughs> When if you want politically correct, it sits at the round table in the studio. It does. <laughs> Good visual again. AFLM, of course. So the AFLM finals. We'll post a photo. We'll post a photo on social media. Fab's new logo. Of what? Your new AFLM logo. I did that to tick you off, but yeah. It didn't work at all. I got a laugh, didn't I? Oh yeah, pretty gentle laugh. Yeah, who's texting you? Yeah, your phone's going. Are you nuts. whispering sweet nothings to? No, I just got an email. Okay, what you else? Put do, your do, do you want to actually know what I've got? Is it the bloke from Power Call? Do you want to reset reset the clock to 10? We'll have 10 on the AFL because uh, four uh, and a half Well, I will tell you exactly what's just happened. It's big news. Oh, late on us. Jacob Surgeon has moved Eric Ebron from the bench to tight end for week two. Fantastic. And Jacob Surgeon. Who did yeah. he play for? Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. And he's moved Tyler Eifert from tight end to bench for week for two. For some reason, I don't know where I saw this, but somebody was... I don't know if they were doing a song. How'd you score in your first week, by the way? Rubbish. Who was your QB? Was it Matt Stafford, was it? No, it was Cam Newton, but I had Patrick Mahomes on the bench who okay. threw four touchdowns. So his nickname We're Pug? fucking already talking about Pug fucking Mahomes. NFL. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, Sean. Yeah, please. Uh, Jacob Surgeon, I think Dennis Cometti once um, once used the line, like a surgeon. Yep. Yeah, he, he cut through traffic or something. That was pretty... Oh, I thought he was going to say touch for the very first time. Well, he was always going to. Uh, he was going to always use that line at yeah, some point, it was wasn't he? It was so just AFL when... finals kicked off. Uh, GWS unbelievably impressive. Didn't watch it. K- kept Sydney got to barraged kept on the Sydney group text by you two morons. Kept Sydney to two goals for what was effectively ninety-eight percent of the game. Yeah, when I flicked yeah. over, Sydney kicked two goals straight away. So, which was just remarkable. Buddy Franklin again, just um, you know, Fab and I proving us correct. Ultimately, with yet another fantastic finals performance, yep. uh, getting the Swannies over the line. Are with, you trying to uh, insinuate that Buddy doesn't isn't good in finals? Uh, gently suggesting that Buddy may recently his statistics do they're not good. Come September, yeah, 
Uh, I think he's goalless. Is it 10 quarters? Do you think 10 quarters. Sydney are easy to defend against given that their avenue to goal is always through Buddy? Potentially. Um, Potentially. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Um, I mean, our man, this is, I'm going to flip sides here and go to Tim. Our man, Phil Davis. Yeah, dominated. Absolutely took the piss out of Buddy after you said he was a hack fraud last week. And I said, I reckon he's got a great record against him. And you laughed with no statistical evidence, with no backup, no no numbers. I think you'll find. I think you said this last week. Stats.rleague. I think you'll find that Phil Davis actually has a decent, doesn't have a decent record on Buddy. I'm pretty sure that's incorrect. Yeah, I, I reckon it's, I mean, Buddy will have had good games against Phil Davis because Tim Buddy, will do the Buddy. research and post it on social media. No, he won't. I honestly don't care enough about it because I know I'm right. Um, <laughs> Phil Davis has always had a good record against Buddy Franklin, and he he just and look, I, I think he was he was um, it was an easy target. Yep. I, I think you know everything that we've been heard that we've been led to believe throughout the season about Buddy and not being prepared, not being able to train, the heels being an issue, and all that sort of stuff. He was a lamb to the slaughter. He's only trained 25 minutes all season. 20. What a load of 20. shit. I think it's a load of shit too. Well, I, yeah, he can be beaten. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, but we said from pretty early in the season that not he, everyone he was could no be. Good. I, I'm not trying to. I, look, I'm not defending him. I, I mean, Sounds we've like always talked about him. me being a Sydney sympathiser. You Sounds are. Sounds like um, you're making excuses, Timbo. Not, well, can I give you one? We could almost call you the fluffer. Yeah, the you fluffer. Are. Well, put it this way: if I wanted to play my best forward line yep. for Sydney, yep. I'd have. Uh, buddy at your roaming full forward, centre-half forward. Wherever you want. Yeah. I, I'd have Sam Naismith in the ruck and I'd have Callum Sinclair resting forward. Mm, I'd have Sam Reed down there. He's not playing either. Anymore. Very tall, uncoordinated <laughs> forward line you've got going on there, Tim. Yeah, but Buddy can push up the ground so you can have your targets deep. You'd have Gary Rowan with the speed not and anymore. the height to be able to... Well, not anymore. No, but this is this is just all I'm saying. Is I, I think this is a side that got decimated. And, Thank you for your and opinion, I reckon, John also reckon All the, the players you're mentioning... Uh, B or C grades. Oh, look, they and are. And I think Sydney have got too many of them, possibly. And I reckon it's come on the back of Buddy. Got a lot of soldier ants. Hamstringing their salary cap. Yeah, it's pretty possibly. Fair and 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 particularly, like they're going to chase Darcy Moore, um, which is interesting. I think they'll get him. Well, I think they will. I too. don't think Collingwood need him. You know, it's actually sorry to digress a little bit in terms of not needing someone. You know who doesn't need someone? You. Yes. <laughs> No, Melbourne. Melbourne don't need Jesse Hogan. They should. Yeah, abs- no. They, they well, should absolutely. Tra- they yeah. should trade him for pick four to um, Frio for what they get for um, Lockie Neal when he goes to Brisbane. They should yeah. absolutely and free up the cap space that oh, keeps this tied together. They should absolutely get I don't rid disagree. of Jesse Hogan. It, it means your chips are all in on Sam Wiedemann, though, aren't you? And I mean, he's played the best game of his career. He's done it exactly and you've just the right gone time. Absolutely sick on me. One week. No, no, no. I'll say blah. this in general. I've I've long been in that Jesse Hogan is a luxury player. I think he's very untidy, and I think as Melbourne get better, Sam Wiedemann's shown you in finals. You need a you need a. I, I saw Sam Wiedemann play a VFL game last year. He kicked six goals in the first 35 minutes of the game. I think he ended up with seven. Um, and he was just magnificent. Yeah. Leading, marking, kicking him from everywhere. What was the knock on him? Was it knee? Uh, I think he's just taken uh, a little bit of time. I think he had a shoulder, Rico, when he came through in the year that he got drafted. But he was he hadn't played a lot of footy. He, no. he, he played like six games of footy, was out for the rest of the year. He got drafted on on past performances. But he still got taken at, what, pick six? Pretty, uh, yeah, eight. It was, it was a single figure anyway because it, it was before... Two before Mackay. Yeah, and five before... Charlie. Four or five before Charlie Kerner. Um I want to ask a question. So the team that they beat, once again, said this off-pod, good work being done off-pod, should just record myself walking around. Nine. 
Uh, yeah, but that was bubbed down because of an academy match. Um, GWS went it up. It was the pick before Harry Mackay. Was he really? Are you sure about that? Well, where did, where did Malera, Wayne Malera get picked? Was he at 11? Wayne Malera was at 11. Yeah, okay. Um, the team that they beat, Geelong, I want to ask a question of both Tim and Fab on pod. Yep. I don't see it. If you're Chris, yeah, if you're Chris Scott and you see photos of their wacky Wednesday coming out, they're down at some dog shit pub in Geelong. It's Jason and, Ackermanis all over again. And they're all turning up. They're all dressed in costumes. This is a team that was knocked out of the finals on Friday night. Their VFL team was knocked out of the finals on Sunday afternoon. The club season is over. Their list strategy is being dissected. The club's under the gun. The CEO was on radio defending. Oh, no, not defending. He wasn't even defending, but he was asking some pretty searching questions of what their club's doing, and he was very forthright. If you're Chris Scott, are you liking seeing those photos come through? I'm not. Look, I'm not, but the one thing that I will say in defending them is they've done this for 10 years. I'm thinking... And no I'm, one was dressed in a nighty holding a which the day dildo. The day was poorer for it. <laughs> um, no, if I'm Chris Scott, I'm Moneyball, I'm walking into that fucking... Bar, that was Fev, by the and way. I'm smashing up. Oh, the, I know who you're talking about. And I'm, I'm smashing up the fucking jukebox, or whatever, and just going, "You guys shitting me? Yep. You're all turning up in costumes. How long have you been fucking thinking about yeah, this? It, well, and that that was the thing that I thought today. I thought these are not guys that have put together the thoughts on no. their end of season costume in the last 20 minutes. Nope. So you sit there and you're going, "Well, while we've been winning our final two rounds of the year by over a hundred points against nothing opposition, and then stepping in." On the big stage yeah, and absolutely capitulating, yeah. really capitulating. And and the one thing I, I said to a mate, might have even texted it to you guys as well. You got to about the twenty minute mark of the final quarter and they kicked a goal, um, and the whole time the game was on a knife's edge because Melbourne just weren't quite capitalising. Yeah, they've kicked a goal and and I reckon everybody was saying, oh, are they still a chance? And you're going, you've just gone past Melbourne's quarter time score. At yeah, the twenty-minute no mark of the final quarter, and the yeah. and like you sit there and you go, yeah, you're only four goals down, but it's taken you. Haven't looked like it's taking three any. and a half quarters to kick them, and they kicked them in ten minutes. Yeah. I think the point I'm trying to make is that ultimately you could hack, you could accept Geelong of six, seven, eight years ago doing it because they were winners. Yep, and and that's why I said winning, it's a Jason Ackermanis experience. Sort of things. I mean, Jack Higgins telling a joke at the three-quarter time huddle is the first thing to go if the Tigers hit the skids. Absolutely. That's, you're not it, fucking it, it's fuck a off. luxury action. Fuck off, Jack. You're not and, doing that anymore. And that was the thing. At both Brisbane and at Western Bulldogs, they would give licence to Jason Ackermanis to do whatever the fuck that he yeah, wanted. footy show. When whatever. he was playing well, kicking goals, winning Brownlows, doing handstands at the end of the game and all that sort of stuff. The moment the team's form turns, um, first bloke to go. Because... The Bulldogs did balls that up though. This is a guy they got a guy. They chastised a three-time premiership playing Brownlow medalist. You know, you're not. Was that the leading teams thing when they wow. got him in the front of the room and said everything he's doing wrong? I'd be sitting. There, Acker's the only one in the room who knows how to do it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and you, and you got to pick your mark. Yeah. You got to know what you're dealing with. No, so. Absolutely. Um, and of course, uh, so obviously Melbourne was super impressive. They're going to play the Hawks this weekend. The uh, you know, inarguably the best game of the finals. Uh, first weekend was Collingwood and West Coast. Without doubt, brilliant game. You two guys made me vomit in my mouth. I actually, <laughs> I actually, st- you'll notice that I started ignoring you when you were circle jerking the Magpies. I thought they were phenomenal. I, I agree. You I, said, I, I, I you don't like them for, for, said, for, for repeat, a couple of slips. Repeat what you said. I said if it, it wasn't no, Colling- no, no, no. You said oh, I'm so proud of them. Oh God. <laughs> So, no, 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 no. You, you say you if you're a Collingwood supporter. I said if, I, if, if they weren't wearing black and white, I'd be so, and, and they weren't called Collingwood, I would be so proud to call this team. Or to <laughs> that, that performance, 
was very, 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 very good. That defensive performance, Tyson Goldstack was incredible. What I'm fascinated in with that is you often see when blokes come back from injury, they're okay in the first week, but there's a drop-off in the second. So I'm, I'm very Fresh. interested to see what Tyson so how, how does he recuperate from four hard Well, He hasn't has actually played a game of football. Yeah. Reserve. He's got two touches. You know what I mean? In terms of he hasn't actually played, you know, come off the, the physical stress and have to rehabilitate that. Yeah. We did see um, one of... Can we do of, some selections? Yeah, I'm minute. quite... I'd just like to throw it out there that I got four from four last week. I can't week. even remember who I tipped. Well, I can tell you, I tipped four from four. What did I tip? Fuck knows. But you I tipped Sydney. Remember. I can't remember who I tipped. No, you tipped Sydney. I tipped Sydney. Yeah. Um, we did get uh, treated to, just back to the Cats, we did get treated to one of football's great sites, Tim. Uh, Patrick Dangerfield? No. The sight of Joel Selwood trying to comprehend a yes, loss. Yes, yes. The final siren's gone. It's like he doesn't know what's happened. Yep. And he's look, walking around going, oh, what? What? We didn't win. What? What's happening? It's not used to it. What? The scoreboard's not right. Fuck off, Joel. And, and tell me, it, do you buy <laughs> into the fact that they're going to sit here with an ageing list? Shambolic. That they're going to now turn around and potentially chase Luke Dalhouse and Gary, Gary Rowan. Rowan and potentially Jack Stephen. Fucking shambolic. Do it. They finished eighth on the so. ladder and they, they've so. only just gotten there. They're ploughing headlong bit, into the abyss. Keep oh, going. They are you know what it might do? It actually might bring them a little bit further up the ladder, maybe win them that one final, which means they're even worse off. Well, potentially, because then they're reloading with pick. 11, 12, or yeah. whatever it works out Oh, that's to if they to don't, try and rebuild that, That's if that. they don't tra- trade it away. Trade it away. Do you remember how cavalier they were when Lockie Henderson goes, I'm, I want out and I want Geelong? And great for us, but Geelong didn't want to draw it out. They said, all right, he wants to come to us. You want a first-round pick, take it. Yep. There was no negotiation. It was Lockie fucking Henderson. Because hey, Stephen Wells, such a good operator, just gets the job done. Just, I think Stephen Wells' reputation is going to come Tim under Kelly great going? scrutiny. What's this, all this news about? Where's Tim Kelly going? Well, he's got home? a year to go on his rookie contract. He wants to go back home to be have his kids grow up around the family and all that sort of Where's stuff. Where's that? WA. WA. But, but he's got serious currency. Uh, really? Oh, yeah. Are you taking the piss? Oh, fuck no. He had a great season. Look, he's a 23-year-old guy that's come out of... It's not Andrew Gaff. He's not Andrew Gaff, but he's also a first-year footballer. I mean, Andrew Gaff, a 23-year-old first-year footballer. Well, Andrew Gaff's 25, 26 now. Yeah, and look, this guy's only very recently hit his strap, so where's his ceiling? I, I, I cannot for one moment think that what we've seen out of Tim Kelly is the best you're ever going to see. He's got some serious room for improvement with professionalism and the, t- and the type of training required. He's going to be a very good footballer. However, he has also played into a, in a midfield of Selwood, Ablett, Dangerfield, Duncan, which are four pretty decent you know, compadres to have around you. Do you think Paddy Dow would look any better or worse if he was in the Geelong side and Tim Kelly was all of a sudden thrown into the midfield of Carlton? He, he'd probably be exactly the same thing and you'd see, he probably would have won the Rising Star. This is what I keep telling everybody. Players like Liam Shields wasn't Bryce Gibbs' asshole. Yeah, Bryce Gibbs, oh, Liam Shields, triple premiership player, blah, 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 blah. Bryce Gibbs, is he that good? Yeah, Bryce Gibbs is playing in a woeful football side. But a lot of sport's about right place, right time. I know, but you've got to be able to look through that, Tim. Oh, look, absolutely. I mean, and, and that's, and that's what I'm look- saying to you. Is Tim Kelly really worth that much? I think if I was Stephen Wells and somebody was offering me a top 10 draft pick for Tim Kelly, I would say, for what I think I can get out of this coming draft, 
I think I'm going to be better off letting this kid go back home. Yeah, but, sure. he's, but he's got to get the offer. You reckon they're going to get a first rounder for him? Well, like got a, taken they, about they pick 20, where, where did he get drafted? I reckon he got taken about pick 23. And he's played pretty much every single game all season. I think he's performed really well. You keep well. saying to us that the pick 23 last year is not the... Well, at the moment... Not uh, pick 23 this no, year. No, no, at I, the moment, the Eagles... That's why if you get pick 10 this year, you'd be happy. The Eagles will end up with pick 17. They'll, lose the, they'll make the grand final and lose. But I mean, the Eagles don't have a first-round draft pick. They've given it to the Gold Coast. What for? I don't know. Just tell them. Um, before we sort of move on to a Back brief, um, a brief uh, discussion of what this week holds, Toby Green's boot... What the... Who fucking cares? Fev used to do it all the time. No, but Simon Beaumont used to do it a lot. Jared White used but to this, do it all the time. You can protect the area. No, no. I don't have an issue with the people changing the rule to say, look, it's unduly rough play or it's dangerous play or whatever. That's fine. But, but that's the such a... thing in the back of the no, head, but though. No, such a rule doesn't exist. So he couldn't have been but suspended. People have been doing but it. such a rule doesn't exist. I agree. If they want to introduce a rule, i got no problem with that. That's fine. But all these people ringing up going, oh, he should be suspended or he should be fined or he should be this... It's not an illegal action. Well, un- yeah, in the rules until of the they game. clarify the rule. Yeah. Um, like, I had no issues with any of the ones where he's jumped in the air and stuck the foot out. I reckon I've got an issue when he was laying on the. He's one foot planted on the ground and yeah. he's turned around and he's come through, kicked it's, out. Because to me, that's a kick. They, they that's even, not defending they don't even his necessarily Having a boot out and the leg is fully extended and stays there is one thing, and you're right. Having an. Where the actual. The thigh and the knee go towards a player yep. is, a, is a kick. When you know where the ball's coming and you're just defending your space yep. because you're in position 1A, absolutely zero problem with protecting that in mm-hmm. any means possible. With a straight leg. Yep. But yep. when you sit there and you're planted on the ground and you're doing that, I'm not comfortable with it. And like with anything, if it's unrealistic and he doesn't mark it, it's a free kick. Yep. Same with speckies. Just, you're allowed to do it. You're allowed to sit on someone's head. The reality the is there. it should have been a free kick and he doesn't get fined. And the first time he gets free kicked for the action... The next time he's in that position again, either he has to work it out for himself or his coach is going to say, Toby, if you keep on giving away that free kick, I'm going to have to take you off the ground because you're a liability. You're turning the ball over. So then he has to be coached and be taught and learn the way that he needs he's to play inside to of away. AFL he's interpretation. He's good enough to work his way through it. He's an unliked character and the media will jump on him as a result of it and supporters of opposition skin. sides. He's not a clean skin. But, but Dusty's loved. Well, exactly right. They're, and they would—they are essentially exactly the same footballer. Essentially. Less tattoos. Fewer tattoos. Who have we got this week? Uh, I think that Friday night, I think Melbourne will... I think Melbourne, if they can ride the crest of the wave... Um, They're going to get pummeled Melbourne, on Friday fam, fam night. Just, Your boys, the Hawks... Boys, I just said they'd lose. Are going to get pummeled. Oh, right. I, I just, thought you were I, saying Melbourne was yeah, going to get Yeah, pummeled. I just said that Melbourne would win. Yeah, no, you win... No. Pummeled. I want to hear you say it, pummeled. Historically, how often does the team that wins out of the bottom four step up, plays a team coming out of the top four, and you eventually walk away and going, yeah, that's why that team was top four. Yeah, I usually, agree usually the, the talent Bulldogs. is so much Do you much remember more. The, that, those years where the Bulldogs were always top four, never could win the first slaughtered. week? Get slaughtered. Win week two every time, play and a brilliant. slaughter the opposition. All right. Yep. Now, Hawthorne are not a top four side, and Agreed. Melbourne... Probably two, should have been. Two games against Geelong in the top four. Well, yeah. Right. Tui, Max Gorn, Tui misses, Max Gorn, Max Gorn, Gorn kicks a goal. Ten metres out and Zach Tui after the siren. Yep. Melbourne were a bona fide top four team. Yeah, agreed. Hawthorne with a weaker draw are not. And for a very, very long time, Hawthorne absolutely owned Melbourne. And in the last probably two and a half seasons, 
Melbourne's turned the tide, got on top of them, and I reckon they've got them well covered. So, and they've got Jordan Lewis. If they play, yeah, uh, if, if they... Not, not as an individual performance, but Jordan Lewis is going to go, look out for A, B, C, D, and E. If they play the sort of football that they can, if they can break Hawthorne, Hawthorne once again will try to slow it down a little bit. Um, they, God, sh- they, no should be, they should be all right. But, uh, and then secondly, Collingwood and the GWS, I'm, there's something I can't pick this one. It's horrible, isn't it? It's a horrible if, game. If the GWS get a run at it with 22 fit guys, I'll back them. But these bastards cannot cop a break. Josh Kelly will Josh not, Kelly won't play. Josh won't, Kelly Josh can't Kelly play. will not play again this year. So this nonsense. Did Josh Kelly come back on the field? No. no. Leon Cameron's talking about this guy. Oh, you know, he probably missed, maybe missed this week. It's responded really well. Mate, if he's got a nick or however you it's, want to say it. It's a four, six, eight week it's injury. A, it's a six to eight. Yeah. This idea that oh, maybe he comes back, he's cooked for the year. Yeah. Done. We'll not see him again this you, year. You can mistreat your player and bring him back too soon. And I, I think you've just got to sit there and go, we've got so much talent in this team I've, that we've just got to roll the dice with him. I fully believe that they know he's not playing. They're just trying to make sure his magnet's still up on the board yeah. at the at the Holden Centre. Yep. Maybe he'll Give play. him something to worry about for five extra minutes. Spot on. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. They know yeah. he's done. Who plays on Brody Grundy? It's a hard one. I think they've almost just got to do the Richmond line, really, and just concede at the source that this guy's going to get so on is top. Rory Lobb, is he fit and playing? Yeah, yeah, he's playing. So the answer and is... Dawson, Ro- who's, the, who's not playing? Dawson Simpson. Mm. Dawson Simpson's not playing. Jonathan Patton had been back up to whoever was rucking. Um, they don't really have... A, like They've got a young kid, Matthew Flynn, coming through, who I think they've got hopes of being an OK footballer. Cause, just not this weekend. But not this weekend. Because there's been talk about what they're trying to do and trying to hang on to Shield and re-sign him and extend his contract and all these sorts of things. But I don't think they've got the money to be able to do it. But the comment made is that it seems like they extended Rory Lobb's contract a couple of years ago thinking that he was going to be a real star and defended against him going back home to WA. And apparently there's a lot of interest coming out of WA again to try and get him back in. Um, Which I think, geez, if you're going to be chasing a... A Rory Lobb, who's I really like Rory Lobb, but I think he's he's massively unproven. Great hands, great hands. Good hands, great athlete for a two hundred and six centimetre guy, but he, he he's yet to dominate a game, tear it apart, and go. I'm the best player on the ground. He's he's never done it. Jeremy, mate. Jeremy Cameron shapes. He's had a, a down couple of weeks. He's always dangerous, but he's had a down little patch of it. He shapes a someone. He needs, who he can, needs a big game. Who could 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 get a hold of them? I'm going Collingwood. Which will present an awesome prelim final. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think that GWS are too banged up to compete with Richmond. And for all the people who win. love the Hawthorne and Geelong rivalry of the, the last 10 years, as you said last week, you won't be able to build a stadium big enough for Richmond Collingwood. It takes a little bit of time for people to catch up to. This is not Geelong. This great Hawks era, it's, they're not the Hawthorne of no, they're not. five years ago. This is not the Geelong of 7 to 13 or 7 to 11. This is not, it takes a long time for people to catch up. Yep. And, and I think that that, that reads, and it, likewise on the other side of the coin, it takes a long time for people to actually go, geez, this team's actually not half bad. Yep. Like they're not the yep. basket cakes yep. that, you know, Melbourne. That we... Well, I'm going to say, I think GWS is far more talented. Yep. Yep. I reckon Collingwood is far better coached. Yes. And I think the Josh Kelly injury. And the dominance of Brody Grundy says Collingwood wins. I've probably just I'm I'm very much in the same boat. Can I throw something out there? Good final either way. Two weeks ago, I put a bet on to win a Norm Smith medal. Oh, mm-hmm. tales of the punt. Tales of the punt. So we're going early. I put a sixteen dollar bet on to win four thousand dollars. Jesus. 
and I put it on Jeremy Cameron. Well, Can you that? believe Jeremy Cameron was paying $251? Because the reality is... Well, if I they... sort of can because that was six weeks ago and the finals hadn't started. And true. They're not in the grand final yet. Yeah, true. But you sit there and you're going, well, if they make it and they're performing... Because you always sort of think, they lo- we love a story. So I, you always look through the names. And, and when you looked early, you know, Jordan DeHoy... Mm-hmm. is up there because if they play well, he's the sort of guy that's yep. going to own the game. You know, Dusty's up there and all that sort of stuff. But I thought, who's the GWS guy who Dusty his Dinkle. dominance is going to mean that is why GWS win the premiership? Dusty and I thought, I thought... Is it it's Just Friends? It is Just Friends. Yes. <laughs> good movie. Fuck yes, it is a good movie. The, just uh, Friends. Ryan Reynolds. Seen it, Tim? Uh, Arna, Arna Farris. Anna Ferris and um, is it uh, where they're trying to Jamie Palomino, whatever her Jamie Palomino real name is. Is it one with a little girl from um, when Jamie smiles? Yes, um, takes me miles. It's got um, Jamie Palomino. She R Striker is... from uh, yes, yeah, no, nah, different movie. There's R-Striker. the Ryan Reynolds one where he's Coming walking around. Coming to my party, you fuckface. <laughs> I love American Pie. Sorry, another Just good one. Friends. What is that woman's name? I'm searching right now. I can't. I, I can, Amy Smart. Amy Smart. Amy Smart is Jamie Palomino. Cute. Is Amy Smart the one who was in um, the Leonardo DiCaprio Catch Me If You Can? No. No, that's Amy Adams. That's Amy Adams. There we go. Different Amy. And Jennifer Garner. She was in that. He. That's brilliant. Me and Pete talk about this all the time when he gives her the check. Yeah. So she's a hooker. He's got a $1,000 check. She goes, that's I usually right. take $600 a night. So he gives her a fake check for $1,000. She pays him $400. Yeah. And uh, he gets it on. And he gets it on. Great movie. Yes. A ripper movie. Frank Abagnale. Junior. Junior. Not Abagnale, not Abagnale. <laughs> so he's the French teacher. Yeah. Love it. Great movie. It's he, probably my top 10. It's a, it's a magnum. It's in my top. Two mice fell in a bucket of cream. Yeah. This is when he churned. Yeah, yeah, one drowned. The other one turned it into butter and yeah. walked his way out. Climbed out. Um, it was his Rotary Club speech. Yes, it was. It was too. Before they. Sure, there wasn't, wasn't his mate at the Rotary Club banging his missus? Yeah, well, he was. So Josh Brolin's old man? Collateral damage. <laughs> no, James Brolin? James Brolin is Josh Brolin's old man. Yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, yeah it was him. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. No, I don't think it's definitely. I don't think it is. Go for it. Catch me if you can. Who's the Rotary Club banger? <laughs> the Rotary Club banger. Um... Just before we get off footy, uh, and from a blues Doesn't perspective, take long to research. He's, he's... No, I'm looking at. I'm, sometimes you don't do the cast in the top because yeah. he's not going to be fucking fourth build. No, is he? Well, it's not going to be Tom Hanks. <laughs> it just but doesn't go. Be, be James the... Brolin, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, no, no, exactly right. <laughs> he's got four lines in the movies. Six, six, six actors down. Tom Hanks. He's, uh... <laughs> Where is he? Where is he there? Is the talk is the Mitch McGovern deal is done. Sorry, uh, sorry, Sean. Sorry, Sean. No, moving on. Mitch McGovern, I heard of him. Uh, let's clarify. Uh, yeah, no, mate, he was it. in it. He was fucking in it. He was in. Thank you. You got one right. Okay. Oh, Nicely enough. done. Nicely right. done. Well played. Um, and there's talk that the Will Setterfield deal is done. So when you said the Mitch McGovern deal... Uh, Mitch Kate McGovern to come to Carlton. Yep. They believe the deal is... Uh, uh, the, the rumour is the deal is done. Yep. Much in the same way the rumour that Dan Hanabry to St Kilda is what done. What do we think about that? That just seems like it's exactly what so they So for the priority need. pick? Uh... Yeah, I think they're desperate for a name. They're desperate to spend some it, money on somebody. A, I think like they're, they're a, desperate for a leader. There's that great line in, in Moneyball when um, they want to sign David Justice and one of the guys in the rooms goes, yeah, look, it'll probably sell a few more season tickets, but, you know, blah, blah. And uh, Hanabry is that like that for me. They're not getting the Dan Hanabry who played on the 2012 had Osteotis, grand final game. Yeah, had Osteotis Pubis 
all season, so he's not right. Maybe, look, maybe he wants a sea change. Yep, maybe absolutely. Dan Hanbury doesn't come in to be Dan Hanbury. He comes in to basically help a very young, talented... Do what? They're awesomely talented, St. Kilda. I would what? not be surprised in the slightest if they rocket straight back up. I reckon they're I a good... Would, I reckon. I reckon they're a wow, good list. I would be fucking stunned. You, you would be relying on Patrick McCartan turning around and being everything that he's promised to be but has failed to deliver. Jesus. You would need Jack Billings to make the All-Australian team as a Jack small Billings. forward, half-forward, basically flanker, need, midfielder. You need Jack Billings to play against Carlton every week. Yeah, correct. You need him to be Kane Lambert. <laughs> um, and they probably need a bloke like Josh Bruce to get back to his Halcyon days form, and I'm well, not confident be, that that happens either. The they team. need Jay Carlisle to be the Jay Carlisle they recruited. I don't think he is the Jay Carlisle they I mean, could I, recruited. Well, yeah, there's that too, yeah. I, I don't think Jay Carlisle is an issue. It's just the other No, no, no. Him, I just so. think he could be better. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's a big fucking call. Those nuts are down on the chopping block. I like it. Slapped a, it's a full sack. He slapped a <laughs> ball bag down there. The other talk was Luke Dunstan goes back to but South you Australia. you said he was a future captain. Well, he was when Last they picked week. Him. No, no. The, so is that no, who they, they gave up when ben, they've done the Ben trade. McAvoy for? Yes. Yeah, they've given up Ben McAvoy. They've gotten that pick... They brought him in. They saw him as a future captain, and now he's going to go back to Port Adelaide. They probably get a second round draft pick for him. He's not really what Port Adelaide need either. Port Adelaide Unless losing Jared Pollock. He's not. Well, they're true. He's, they're true. not like for likes. I know, but at all. You've got to fill, him, you've got to fill him with someone. One of them's quick, skillful, and smart. And the other is slow. Port Adelaide, I think, have fallen into the Geelong trap. They've given it a crack. They they probably reloaded a few times. They've and, doubled down. They split yeah. fives. Split <laughs> fives. Um, Jasper Pittard, I reckon, is a chance when to come out When did he drop the of... McMillan? I remember the McMillan. No, no, it was early. Yeah, it was probably about three seasons in he, he dropped the McMillan and he just went as Jasper Pittard. I um, am not a fan of triple barrel names. Oh. In commentary. So I'm saying. Mitten Connell. Yeah, no, horrible. So what would they say for me? Just call yourself Sean Budge. When That's... I say Siri, call Sean Peter Budge, she goes, calling Sean Budge. She just ignores She's not a fan. She's not a fan of the Peter Budge. That's not my name. I understand that, but Siri doesn't give a fuck. No, <laughs> oh, no, you fucking Sandy Roberts. So, are you like Jim Bob, Sean Peter, or Jim Bob Cooter? <laughs> if, if Sandy, That's what, are you gonna refer to Sean as Jim Bob Cooter? No one's gonna refer to me as that. If, go, on, if, go on, Jim Bob, let's go. If fucking Sandy Roberts called me Sean Budge, I would get on the phone to Sandy and go, "Listen, you old fuck, that's not my name." <laughs> Love your work though, Sandy. Good hey Siri. Call Sean Peter Budge. Calling Sean Budge. <laughs> she will not have a bar of it. She won't have a bar of it. I don't, what have you got me in the phone as? Sean yeah, Peter he, Budge? Because you haven't hyphenated the name. <laughs> <laughs> You're, he's actually calling me. Now. <laughs> a serial was calling me. You haven't hyphenated the name. That's probably why. So is it middle name Peter? No, but the Peter Budge is in the surname. What's yeah. the name? Wow. She's not a fan of that Peter, is she? <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, Sean. No, I'm just saying I don't like the triple barrel names. Well, you know, I don't fucking but care. You're, no, but you're... Yeah, I know. No, no, in commentary, it's a bit long. Where do you want to take us now? Are we done with AFL? Yeah. I think we are. I yeah, I'm... And then I'm, we'll is there any odds and ends? Yeah, we've got a little bit of an odds and ends. Kimmy Räikkönen. You said Kimmy out. You texted me. I was I in did. the cinema. Yeah. And was um, that Charles Leclerc? Charles Leclerc. He will uh, replace Kimmy at... Uh, effectively, it's mm. a swap. So mm. Kimmy okay. goes back to Sauber, where it all started for him. So and, no uh, threats Charles... with Sebastian... No, Ferrari don't operate with two drivers. That's what it is. This is well, and going... that's the thing because to me, and and I'm not the F1 man, but you just sit there and you go. To me, man. to me, it, <laughs> to me, it made all the sense in the world that uh, Ricardo goes to Ferrari, and yet they obviously resisted it. 
Yeah, they so, don't want a challenger. Yeah. So they want to. This is back to the days of Eddie Irvine, um, Massa, Barrichello. Barry, Seb, Barry Kello. Seb's got a rear gunner <laughs> now, and Charles will be under no illusions that his job is to sit behind the Ferrari with the number five on it. Have I told you the story that I listened to the Adelaide Grand Prix? I don't know if it was, it might have been the Melbourne Grand Prix in those days, but I listened to it on uh, 3LO. On the wireless. On the wireless. Gather round, children. Which, which isn't a great way. To, I don't think it's a great way to watch, uh, uh, listen to F1. Not really. Um, but I'd never heard of Rubens Barrichello. I didn't know who he was. Mm. And I'm listening to the call, and they're talking about Barry Callow. Oh. And I swear to God, I thought <laughs> it was call a... call him Barry Callow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought he was an English bloke named Barry Callow. You like that one, don't you? Another segue. That was one of my favourite soft drinks. Mellow as Yellow. As a child. Mellow I had a Fanta yellow. today. I haven't had a Fanta in Yonks. Was Mellow Yellow just like Lyft? It was Lyft before Lyft. Yeah. So, but did Mellow Yellow become Lyft? Correct. You know who who drove the Mellow Yellow uh, car in the uh, NASCAR? Um, I'll run with uh, Dick Trickle. <laughs> Cole Trickle. Cole Trickle. <laughs> Days of Thunder. <laughs> Dick Trickle. I think there was a bloke called there Dick was, Trickle. No, there, was Dick, there was Dick Trickle. Yeah, Dick Trickle. Um, was, that, <laughs> was that one of Buff Bagwell's... Uh... That was his finishing manoeuvre. <laughs> the Dick Trickle. <laughs> oh, wow. I wonder what that would consist of. <laughs> Just whatever he, whatever he drunk that day, I suppose. Uh, Fabian's done. He's gone. Oh, buff. Oh, <laughs> shit. And here's me thinking I didn't have anything else left. Kelly. We may have lost Kelly at the 12 minute mark, but if she's held on, she's going to be in for a treat. That is a treat. But, so, sorry, who did drive the Mellow Yellow car out of Cole all that? Trickle. He did. Cole Trickle, yeah. yeah okay. He drove the Mellow Yellow. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, Robert Duval was his crew chief. That's right. Yep. And um, Kerry Elwes was his uh, rival. You know, but didn't cut his foot off. No, not not in this movie. Mm. Yeah, mm. that would have been nicely done. You know what I love in all these racing movies? They've always got an extra gear. It's obviously it's just a, like a filming when you tell. <laughs> not a literal. <laughs> oh shit! There's an eighth. No, the jet, that's what it, that's what it looks like. Like basically, I'm following you, and then like they just decide I've had enough of this, and they just find another gear. Oh, I'll say, so why did you start there? <laughs> why I don't really you already get, in seventh. I don't right? really get circle track. Racing. It's American, get, man. It's American. I, I just don't. Like, you, no, I, I don't get the skill. I don't get the skill there, associated there's a with skill, it. Um, <coughs> there is a skill to it. I get what you're saying. Like, there, there is definitely, there is an art to it that, like, the more classical, like, European drivers go over there and, and they do, like, Fernando did okay when he yep. went and did Indy. Um, but they, they do struggle with just the, because it sounds silly, but you get yourself a bit out of shape and you're fucked. Mm. You're losing. Because they actually. <laughs> This is so American. Pole position is decided by average or far, like average speed. So you're just flying around and you're going, old oh, mate, here for a, a, a short period of time, hit 325, yeah. so therefore you're first. So it's not like, oh, his uh, pole position lap was 41 seconds, blah, blah, blah. It was <clears> just in the, at this point he was quicker than the bloke that... I think I'm pretty sure it's average speed. He's lapping at three over. and a half seconds quicker, but at that point you were the fastest. You're faster, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's like that weird. stat so they show in the AFL where they go, oh, this is when old mate hit top speed during mm. the game. And they did it with Brett, uh, Brad Shepard the other day. 
and he hit top speed right at the point that he ripped his hamstring <laughs> off the bone. <laughs> you actually, what, what, what is it? AFL top speed? 34.5k is okay. what Travis yeah, Barco hit. That's yeah, a, it's, it's quick. Uh, it's 30, quick. 35 miles an hour. That's about how fast a T-Rex runs, according to um, oh, Give us that Brontosaurus. That shit dinosaur you and Alex the, in, the Indoraptor. Yeah, him. Oh, the Indoraptor, yeah. Actually, the I had to buy my son his birthday presents because yeah. he's turning... The Indoraptor. He's going to turn eight in nine days' time. Mm. Um, I wanted to buy him the Indoraptor, but we said to him, you've got 100 bucks to spend, and he's ended up getting like six presents Shit. with his 100 bucks. whereas well. the Indoraptor was going to cost like 68. Yeah, yeah. He's a bit of a... He's a smart kid. He, he sort of thinks, well, why... Bang, bang for his buck. Why would I get one present when I can get six? He's got this... I can get the cutest whole... Cutest slash cheekiest... Like little grin on him. He's not bad. Of any kid. That day where we were watching the footy, it was me, Tim, and Tim's eldest son. We're on the couch watching the footy. And Christian was like, if I'm quiet enough, I'll eat every one of these barbecue shows. Without <laughs> <laughs> anybody know. And then when we, we turned around, you looked at him, he gave you that face of, well, <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> what a champion. But yeah, I mean, just tailing back with the F1. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry. No, back with Kimmy. You lost not- me when you mispronounced Daniel. Ricciardo. Yeah. There's not much more to it. Uh, Ricciardo's a little bit of movement at the at the pointy end of the grid. Pierre Gasly replaces Dan at Red Bull. Uh, Leclerc replaces Kimi at Ferrari. Um, Signs moves to McLaren. Obviously, Ricciardo takes his seat. So it's a fairly busy off season, really. And then at at the back end of the grid, there's always uh, there's always a fair bit of movement at the back end with new guys coming in and getting seats. I'm not sure if the Toro Rosso seat has been filled just yet, but that'll be another Red Bull driver uh, program graduate. Mm-hmm. We'll go into that. Um, so, yeah, there's a fair bit of movement. It'll be interesting when they turn up on the grid. Uh, obviously, Gasly and Verstappen are both very young at Red Bull. Leclerc's very young. Um, so there could be some carnage at the front of the grid. Yep. Just with idiots who, as Mark Webber says, it's a problem with kids. They always fuck it up. <laughs> Good point. That was after um, Lewis Hamilton was dicking around behind the safety car in the wet. He was just fucking around, weaving all over the track. And it was <laughs> all technical it, analysis. It was... Sure. It was Bucketing down. Imagine Sean on Sky F1. Oh yeah, what's he doing here, Sean? He's, that he's, cunt he's, Hamilton he's, was just fucking dicking di- around. Dicking around. But he was he was stuffing around behind the safety car, and um, uh, Vettel. I came through the spray, and Vettel ran right up. This was when Vettel was at Toro Rosso. Rang right up um, Mark Webber's ass. He was actually odds on to win that race. Webber. He was fucking flying. Yeah. Um, I don't hold a grudge about it though. It was only fucking fifteen years ago. But uh, yeah, any more odds and ends at all? Got any? Uh, no, well, it was a week off. It was the. Uh, it was International Weekend. Uh, we're not going to spend any time on No, this. no, I'm saying, oh, that's what I was saying. There's not much to talk <coughs> talk about. For Did all you the new... see him fall over? Who? Uh, your mate, Luke Shaw. No, your manager. Jose. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Jose's yeah. gone to... Was he at the airport so or something like that? The velvet that? ropes were up. Yeah. No, I think he was at the stadium at Wembley. It was the stadium, okay. And he's gone to climb the velvet rope and he's he's got caught on the red carpet and he's just gone, he's face planted. Yeah. And then he's tried to sh- he's tried to shrug it off. It's uh, his face was as red as the carpet was. It was it was pretty funny. So well, he, he's done the oh, he's just done that little shake of the head to say, oh, "Fuck, I wish I'd done. I wish I'd done that." <laughs> well, they only use that photo of um, Arsene Wenger falling over at five thousand yeah, times. Right. That's right. Yeah, he was he was at the airport or train station or something. <laughs> was he wearing the puffer jacket? Have you seen the the? There's a, a Tumblr or was it like a collection of photos. There's a weird. Side, um, eagles that look like Arsene Wenger. <laughs> no, it's not saying it. Fucking brilliant. Search no. it right now, and I want a reaction on air. What is it? Eagles Quickly. that look like Arsene Wenger. Eagles that 
look like Winger. There's a website, Eagles that look like Winger at Tumblr.com. It's the first one. <laughs> it's, it's, pretty it's actually funny. not bad. It's pretty funny. So check that out, people. Eagles that look like Arsenal we'll at com. Well, I think that just about wraps us up. Yep. Episode 19 has been wild. It looks like the honey badger in one of them. Who, the eagle or Wenger? Wenger. Which one? Uh, if you scroll down the middle, middle of the page. That's, mate, there's about... Oh, he does too. That's the young Wenger. Young Wenger. Do you know that, just to end on a story, Arsene Wenger... You love Wenger, The Bachelor. I haven't watched a lot of it this season. Um, Arsene Wenger learned his footballing philosophy. His, old, uh, his parents were like hoteliers in okay. France, rural France, I think. And um, passers through the hotel would you know, stop and they'd talk football and a young Arsene Wenger would sit there and be helping his mum and dad and he'd listen to them talk about football. Wow. And that's how he sort of uh, learned his... Interesting fact. So, so yeah. was he lucky that the people he was listening to knew what they were on about? Well, uh, was evidently. it just me and Tim walking through the foyer talking crap? Imagine if we kicked it straight up the air. <laughs> There'll be a kid one day who grows up and goes, I listened to the Ian Prendercast as a kid and that's what so made me... Was because those guys had some really interesting views about uh, 90s wrestling. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to become a wrestler. And in retirement, a gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> when the wrestling dream faded out to transition into gigolo. Uh, so that's Gone from a forget- gunslinger to a... Dick Slinger. To a Dick Slinger. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I think that's it. Episode Did- 19 for Fabian Guadagnolo. Oh, you look like you want to say something. No, I was going to say good night. Okay, say it. Good night. Okay. And Tim Davis. Wrong language. Um, always a pleasure. Always a- and me, Sean Peter. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next week.